commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, Uncrack's contact news in the core world news. Your holiday news here is providing in-depth coverage of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to the day one coverage of Star Wars Celebration. And now we have Ben Grand Adam to share the news. Thank you very much, Grex. Um, thank you all for listening to us here. We got your immediate reaction to day one which I honestly thought nothing was going to happen. And then here we are, a bunch of major reveals. Uh, we got an Andor trailer. We've got a new show announcement called Skeleton Crew featuring Jude Law and much, much more. And Enough said. Right? Logo like, oh, and headshot of Jude Law, I'm there. That's it. They're just like... I didn't even need, I didn't even need to go to the van. <laughs> Here's the image. Enjoy. You let your imaginations run free. And that's what we're going to do Wait, here tonight. Can we, can we get into Skeleton Crew first and just like, sure. what is this? Like, what is it? Sure. What is this show? It's like a rusted sort of font. I don't, uh, looks like the hull of a ship, maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah. What? I'm imagining like a hauler show, like Skeleton Crew. Yes. It's like, it may be, um, maybe a smuggler show. Oh, guys, it's a midnight, you know, hauling run on your freighter. And there's a Jedi. And there's just yeah. a Skeleton Crew working. Yeah. And the Imperials pick him up. <laughs> I was going to say, and pick nothing happens. Just, yeah. That's day it. in the life, Jude Law. That's it. Every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think all we know is that it's this is the show. What was the original title for it that we found out like five days ago? Oh, you think it's the kids show? It There's is. No it's, way. It is. No, they, they have they have confirmed. This is the Mark Webb show. Oh, John okay. Watts. John yeah. John Watts, John Mark Watts. John Watts, amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, John Watts. Thank uh, you. Um, yeah, perfectly it's, respectable films. Yeah, it, it is uh, a Grammar Rodeo. Yeah, that's what Grammar Rodeo. John Watts is. and Chris Ford. Yeah. Yep. And so they have confirmed that, and and said, I think when they were talking about it, Favreau said, uh, "It is kids. It's Amlin kids focused, but that doesn't mean it's a kids show, and that takes place in around the same time as Mando." Oh, okay, so it's like Stranger Things, Skeleton Crew. There's also like sort of 80s Stephen King vibes in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Is this is a ghost show. Is this going to be like ghosts in the galaxy? Maybe. I still think it might be this the search for Luke Skywalker, because so, even in this era, right, okay. if this is he's just kind of just setting up this Jedi Academy, not really doing a lot, it seems like. So, Better title, see. Grammar Rodeo or Skeleton Crew? See, could this not be the story about Grogu, though? Could this be like the freighter that, that saves Grogu and Jude Law is the captain? <laughs> Jude Law saved Grogu. That is the only answer. I'll only if he's only if it's crewed by kids. Because <laughs> that's all we know is Jude Law it's, and kids. Yeah, a bunch of younglings. It's the, it's, yeah. yeah, they could be the skeleton right crew. after Order 66. Yeah, it's Jude Law and a bunch of kids. That'd be kind of I'm, I'm down. No, we put does this seem, together. It does seem like it's Mandoverse, right? So I got I it, I'm imagining it's Luke's temple, and this is like maybe the trials and going out to something, like traveling across the galaxy. I don't know. I, I feel like they're gonna be it's skeleton crew, they're they're manning a ship, obviously. It's they're crewing a ship. So mm -hmm. um in the stars. Right? Yeah. You gotta imagine. So what does that mean? There's a ship involved, the Jude Law's involved, he's probably the captain. You think he's a, a proton? And if you're saying this is connected to the news that this is the 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 youngling sort of Amblin sort of show, they're not. The, I guess the the sort of like uh, 
I don't know, classic Spielbergian Star yeah. Wars show uh, that they shared with us the other day. Um, I'm trying to think what that could amount to, and it's got to be, it's got to be just like kids on a ship then or something like. And that's that's super fun. That and that's that's kind of what a lot of Disney rides aim yeah. as well is kind of like let you you know run the ship with your friends and you know it's geared towards you know five year olds and up and. Why not? Why not a show about a bunch of kids manning a ship, sort of like Peter Pan or something? Yeah, but I I think they're definitely going to go closer to Stranger Things vibes, right? Where it's really a show. It's sort of like Doctor Afra, like Scooby Doo, teenagers. Like they're going into catacombs or like imperial strongholds and like getting into trouble. And I just I think I mean more in in terms of who it's geared towards. Like I don't think it's going to go for young kids. Like they were kind of very specific about it. So, and and I think Jude Law's the Ben asked earlier. I think I think Jude Law's the antagonist. I think he's chasing these kids. That'd be scary. Yeah. yeah. Be scary. cool if he was like a Sith or like maybe the, you know we have like the witches of Dathomir. Maybe there's like the warlocks of one, two, six or something like that. And like I don't know. Maybe like it's a different dark side cult would be kind of interesting, and that makes it sort of scary and witchy and ghost like. Grab grasping at straws here. You guys love that. <laughs> that would be great. He could just no, put like Ochi yeah. Dune, and I would be happy. I because yeah, we didn't yeah. get a lot of Ochi in live live action, so. Well, in the, 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 we'll get to the Mando three. I forgot to mention the Mando three announcement, but um, in that uh, that trailer, the secret uh, bootleg trailer, there's there's a a droid that looks a lot like Ochi of Bastin, which is. Mm. Yeah, Ben is the only one who has seen this trailer. I tried to share it with you guys. Yeah, just they, they, they were just too fast. fast. The sensors were too fast. Yeah, um, I I love that. I mean, I think Jude Law is just now fully gone into being a character actor, so I could totally <laughs> see him putting on the makeup. Right, like this, this is like, like Road to Perdition, sort of like that's who uh, I want. Yeah, a uh, hunter, sort of bounty hunter character or something like a tracker. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. That would be a blast. So no idea, no date on this. We don't know when it's coming. It's probably, you know, towards the end of all these other series that are coming out. Yeah. I'm we guessing 2024, you know, like they, they gave us a year, 2023. So at oh, least really? we know sometime in 2023. Yeah. That's be a busy year. That's be a busy year because we mm-hmm. got so we got an announcement that we are going to get Mandalorian season three in February of 2023. And we know Ahsoka is coming out that year as well. Probably summer. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Mando season three? Or was there something else you wanted to tag on about? Still? I mean, I imagine we're going to Mandalore, right? Like it's time to go. We're going to Mandalore already. I think we're all ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to go to like, much the, the caves beneath, uh, Mandalore and, and find, I guess, what is it like the tears of Calanthum or something? Is <laughs> it? <laughs> something the pools beneath, you need to do something when the pools beneath, <laughs> Mandalore, I feel bad that I've actually now. Yeah, there's a quote there. A really important. The armor gave him a quest, and he's now he's got to do that quest. It's he's got to regain his armor. His yes, yeah. So we see in the bootleg trailer a very Game of Thrones esque uh, Bo Katan, maybe in like the her empty family home because and they assume all of her family's been murdered. Um, But it did feel the the. Architecture was very Mandalore-esque, circa Clone Wars. Mm. Um, but also, like, um, you've seen the throne room in um, Dragonstone um, in Game of Thrones. That's Again, kind of- though, this looked like yeah. I did see this little still, and it did look very Conan to me. Like, it did look for Zeta. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of Frazetta in this new Star Wars, especially, like, any of the arid sort of desert worlds are now, like, re- leaning sort- towards, like, a sort of 
stone cut, you know, thrones and then, you know, brutalist, you know, design yeah. and, and castles and kind of like, yeah, cool, really, really cool influences, cultural influences. And Doug Chang, again, like, oh, yeah, incredible. God. Like, may he live forever. Yeah. Um, leading them all the way and all the art direction in, across these shows. And it's, it's superb. It's like you couldn't ask for uh, someone as accomplished and, I would argue like probably the best in concept design right now after like, you know, with what Ralph McQuarrie, like it's just the stuff it's stunning and um, yeah, the best. Yeah. I think that's, you know, this is something that Lucas started and I think that, you know, Kennedy is doing a great job continuing is like constantly raising the bar of production quality and like utilizing and creating technology to make Star Wars a more rich environment. I mean, this Andor trailer is the best looking Star Wars I've seen, except for maybe the Eclipse trailer. Yeah. <laughs> which actually looked like really stunning too. But like it, it looked, I mean, it looked amazing. And um, I got a chance to watch, I didn't, I wasn't able to watch the announcements because, you know, work or whatever. But I, I went through the uh, streaming YouTube event and um, there was a great interview with Kathleen Kennedy. But her like last quote when she was there, um, she said, you have no idea what's coming with Andor. She was like, you know, they're like, oh, what do you she's like, because someone like yelled like Andor. And she was like, yes, Andor. She's like, you have no idea. And like, that's how she delivered it. Um, And I was like, "Okay, okay, let's go. This is the this is Tony Gilroy, you know, master of sort of espionage storytelling uh, or having, you know, written the Bourne films. Uh, just at play with a fictional empire and the rise of this oppressive, tyrannical regime, uh, you know, and and its dark tide of oppression kind of st- spreading across the galaxy unopposed. And like, wow, like we're seeing the rise of what looks like the the the, the first, you know, rebels. Uh, yeah. People are taking a stand is a line that's said in VO over the trailer. The cinematography by I guess uh, I'm looking at it now. It's it's Adriano, Adriano Goldman and Frank Lamb. Uh, the cinematography in the show is the best cinematography I've seen, you know, in Star Wars. I, I guess, you know, Rogue One was also quite incredible and does does evoke that sort of like verte, like shake and movement. And there's a lot yeah. of shoulder shots and it's there's a lot of camera movement. And it's uh, you feel like you're really in in the the galaxy it's it, it feels it looks great and so i just want to shout out to the cinematography especially the shot of mon mothma in the the the, the speeder car the the the, mm-hmm. the um descending onto the platform like wow like that shot alone was just mind-blowing uh and again genevieve o'reilly some of the acting we've seen just in this trailer it's art i can already tell the acting is going to be you know out of this world yeah her outfits were different they were like they actually had color in them i expected her to be in that sort of like the white gowns all the time but maybe that's something that she uh, absorbs and takes on when she goes for rebellion and actually leaves the Senate or becomes a a enemy of the state, um, you know, as like a symbol and beacon of hope and all that, um, which is very cool. But shout uh, out to the drummer, like the lone (laughs) drummer at the beginning of this, this trailer, like who, who, who doesn't want to play that one part in a star Wars movie? Just right. That's like right next to Malakili crying for the rain It's like just that one <laughs> side bit. The music was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I did have it pegged as uh, Mongolian throat singing, but it might not be that. Oh, Grant, you would, you so would mention good. like, yeah, it's like sort of the Buddhist month. Chanting. Yeah, it did sound like a Tibetan sort of a Tibetan chant. Yeah. yeah. It, it sounded incredible. It was just sort of the same uh, sign of kind of uh, throat singing, uh, like deep 
deep, you know, singing that the that you hear in Revenge of the Sith, obviously. Yeah. Uh, at the and op- in the of the yeah. opera, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it is also the trailer begins. Makes me think like, whoa, this is really going to represent sort of the the dark, you know, str- uh, you know, expansion uh, of the empire and sort of like this the insidiousness of the empire. Right. Is really going to be explored in this show. Well, you know, in the in the Vanity Fair article we talked about last week, um, they were meant. You know, Diego Luna was saying like, oh, they become refugees and like what that's about. Um, but this seemed like human trafficking. Like there was like a lot of like people being locked into rooms and maybe this is what refugees are and under the empire, but they just seemed like they were treated like cattle. I mean, I guess that's what, ref- how refugees are treated anyway. So, yeah. but like the way they adopted it into the galaxy far, far away into the empire, like what a refugee is under the empire. It's like, they're just sequestered beings that it looked like there was forced labor involved. Um, and I think that is great antagonist empire development. It's like, well, you want to know why they hated the empire so bad? Well, here mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, I have so much to say about this, but you both said most, uh, pretty much all that I need to say, but the cinematography, I just want to mention that again is, is incredible. <laughs> I, I showed it to my wife and, and Carly was like, so I'm like, oh yeah, that's coming in. That's coming in August, and she's like, wait, that's a show. Like she, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't track all this stuff as much as we do. So she, when she saw this, she thought it was the next movie. Like that's how much that cinematography looks like a movie. I'm it's interested to know the budget on budget on each yeah. episode. But again, they're using the volume, and it, but it does look like more elaborate kind of physical production yeah. design. Well, it does look very expensive. It looks like massive sets. Massive. They did build sets. some big With, sets. I remember seeing those. Yeah. yeah. Probably a larger volume than they use, you know, in the first season, first couple seasons of Mandalorian. I bet that they've really expanded on that. Um, obviously, we've been talking about that the last couple of yeah. episodes, but um, but uh, yeah, it looks incredible. Yeah, can you do some quick is... quick math before? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, when, is, when does the show take take place? I, I, think, I think five years. I think I said five years before Rogue One. Um, I think is the timeline. Really? So, oh yeah, because yeah. Andor does look the same age. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, they probably you know. Smooth yeah. them out a little bit with the with the with the stuff, but you know he's a ruggedly handsome man. That's probably been ruggedly yeah. handsome like that forever. Yeah. Um, he was a baby. Formula. He probably looked like that. Like had a nice little beard going on. It was just like, yeah, pockmarked. Diego yeah, Luna's looking great, mm-hmm. and you just, you only see him for a brief moment. He's not really like he's not the, in the central much. focus of this teaser. I think listeners should know that. Like he's not up front really. He's kind of no. like hidden in the cracks of this film with via with the trailer, and then there's vo. He he speaks. I think he speaks the first couple lines. Yeah. yeah. First, we guys, also do see clone. We also see clone troopers in right. it. Um, so Phase I'm guessing two. we're going to get two. a lot of Andor's yeah. history in flashbacks. Um, oh, I missed the phase two. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, two. it's a real quick shot. Um, so Mandalorian's seasons are eight episodes long, right? Yep. So by the time the third season of Mandalorian is finished, we'll have 24 episodes of The Mandalorian. If you don't count the two we got in Boba Fett, but we'll leave those alone for now. Um, these, this is a 12 episode season and Tony Gilroy confirmed that second season will start shooting in November of 12 episodes. So we are guaranteed 24 episodes of Andor, the same number. So we'll probably have 24 episodes of Andor by the same time we have 24 episodes of Mandalorian. Like they are really putting a lot into this. Yeah. You know, there was an interesting note by Kathleen. Um, she said, 
you know, she was giving thanks to all the cast and crew for like, you know, dealing with COVID and everything, you know, everyone's been dealing with the past three years. But she said, you know, they were able to create 68 hours of TV during COVID, which is kind of bonkers, like 68. Yeah. Hours. And I was like trying to do the math there and I couldn't because math. Um, but that's impressive. And so when you start taking this into account, I mean, wild. Hopefully there's still 45 minute episodes, like 30 minutes is like enough to not it's not enough it's not satisfying keeps <laughs> it's like you know being in the desert and you get like a teaspoon of water like oh, i need hey, i need a glass dude i had such different i love those 30 minute episodes of man really? yeah but yeah i really do i really do but but i also but i know what you're saying but i think like a show like this just from the previews it, it feels like it needs more breathing room like 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 mando's popcorn right so it's like serialized adventure stories and you can get it like in and out in 30 minutes yeah. But based on what they're showing us, I think it would feel rushed. A 30 minute episode of this would feel rushed. I think um, you're going to we'll be see. so enthralled with the sort of power dynamic between the Imperial Senate and the Empire that you won't care. Like 30 minutes will be perfect because it'll be like they'll talk about issues and then things will be left hanging. And it'll be like, I need to get back to the politics of this show. Like <laughs> what is being decided? Are they going to like terminate the the Senate? Like is the Empire threatening to just throw it out? You know, oh, yeah. Like, has has the Tarkin doctrine gone through? Have they redrawn the map into like over sectors and you know given it all of the moths? And now like just the Senate is in effect. Right. Well, right. since you said Senate, we get a really quick shot of the Imperial Senate. Yes, um, I am so excited for this. Thank you, and for everyone involved in the show. Do we know whose head that is? Because I don't think that's the. I don't think that's Andor. I have a wild speculative guess on who on who that might be. Because that hair looks slightly tinted red. Um, who's the famous redhead in Star Wars? Cal Kestis? That would be awesome. But I don't think so. Think think uh, sequel trilogy. Mara Jade? No, no. Sequel trilogy in movies. Alda. Bad guy. Oh, oh. Um, uh, Hux and Hux. Brendel. Hux. Brendel. Oh, Brendel. I think Hux? we're looking at, I think we might see a young Brendel Hux. Oh, wow. That's my like my wild speculative call. So that's Armitage's Armitage Hux's dad. That yeah. Means, yeah. General Hux's dad, who is much worse than his son uh, and much more intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. They show a lot of Imperials in this and um, it they all look evil, like straight yeah. evil, yeah. which is like that's my favorite flavor of Imperial. Did you also notice they did this like quick montage of over the shoulder shots? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. super cool. Oh, I was Something. like, why'd they do that? It's awesome. You know, yeah. like, is that going to be <laughs> a theme? <laughs> but it was like the same shot of different characters and different terrain, just like right over their like right shoulder. And like, yeah, like they lift their arm and it's, oh man, can't wait. Can't wait. Whoever's cutting these trailers are, they're amazing <laughs> because every time I see anyone, I'm like, oh, this is the show I'm most excited about. Like, right. like first it was Obi-Wan announced this and I have to be honest, Andor was the show I was least excited for. I I mean, again, we're talking on like levels of of Star Wars, so I was excited about it. But of all the things coming up, I'm like, oh, that, I'm sure that'll be good and I'll enjoy it. And now after watching this trailer, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah Obi Wan, fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I know. It's like, we'll get it tomorrow. Yeah, 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 for the main course. Um, no, Obi Wan, I imagine is going to be spectacular. Again. Yeah, uh, very excited for tomorrow morning, mm -hmm. guys. Christmas, oh, Christmas morning. Here's his morning, baby. Oh, so I got. <laughs> you're so lucky morning. you get to watch it in the morning. I gotta wait till I get till. 
I know. I'm going to watch yeah. it at noon. Um, listeners, nice. we will be doing another pod tomorrow, probably. So Guys. while you're listening to this, you'll be waiting for the other one. But uh, we're going to cover the first two OB episodes tomorrow night. Yeah. Not um, only do so we that'll get, be out Saturday. Like, not only do we get, like, Senate, what looks like the Senate in mm-hmm. Andor, we also get to go to galas and sort of, like, parties on Coruscant, which is, like, yes. Like, yes, let's go. Like, yeah. you know, the E.K. Johnston books are so good like the queen's hope and and, mm-hmm. and that series mm-hmm. so good because we go to those kind of events and they're described yeah. beautifully and uh I, you see that in the show so there's that which i know like will be really exciting to see for a lot yeah. of fans um yeah we get we just get so such an interesting sort of like uh, buffet of tones and themes yep. yeah so it seems like we're with high society it seems like we're with people who are like you said ben like being you know, uh, migrating against their will, like uh, the Empire probably captured them or something happened. You're getting all these different perspectives and in it all is a sort of Tinker Tailor and or stuff that I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, they did such a great job of like peasants in a field juxtaposed with like this really like antiseptic, like white room with a bunch of people in white outfits. It was actually very THX one, one, three, eight, which we surprisingly never talk about on this show. That's (laughs) we don't talk about it enough. And really like this show, we should really mention it during this Andor trailer because it's a rise of a sort of autocratic fascistic regime. And you see people covering up blasters. People are taking a stand. Finally, it's that, it's that time where, you know, it's like five, you know, BBY. It's that time when like, yeah, you know, they're people are finally taking a stand and being like enough. Enough is enough. Like the like, a tyrannical regime like this that's just like, you know, committing atrocities across the galaxy. Like this is a reckoning, and that's what you hear at the end of this yeah. trailer. Is you know what this sounds like? A reckoning. And who is? Let's Ooh. talk about this character. We need to talk about who appears at the end of this trailer. Gives that epic line. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the character's name is Marva. 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 Double Double A. Marva. What do we know about Marva? Uh, nothing. He's a human Literally female. Nothing. The uh, editor was just like, "This line's great." <laughs> yeah, I will. I will tell you literally all we know about her right now. Marva was portrayed by Fiona Shaw. Her name was revealed in the subtitles of the first Star Wars Andor trailer. Period. The end. That's it. That's that's it. Is. Yeah. Um, but again, Game of Thrones. Marva Mothma. Much Queen of yeah. Flowers. Marva Mothma or Marva Dundana. Yeah, I mean, I yes, so. right. Like it's. <laughs> There's going to be some connection there for sure. And she is, I mean, it's also Fiona Shaw is a, is a heavy, like that actress mm-hmm. is, the actor is amazing. And so you're not just pulling her out to do just some random thing. Like she's, yeah, she's also, so good like, in killing. I'd Eve. like to say that Mon Mothma, like she looks like she's on her A game and she's figuring out how to start this finance, this rebellion throughout this series. It looks like she's, she's figuring out ways in which they can, sort of like hold Congress on remote worlds and strike back against the empire. She looks like she's, you know, she looks like she's actually doing some sort of like due diligence and meeting people mm-hmm. and going to these events and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, which is kind of like, I've always thought Mon Mothma was more of like a spiritual leader for like the rebellion. I always liked her as a sort of like just hype, like energy sort yeah. of like character, like almost like, I don't want to say like Braveheart, but like a character that like, Kind people of like rally around rally yeah, rallying yeah. of people. And I'm hoping we get some of that as well. I'm hoping we get Mothma speaking to a lot of rebels I, or, you know, the first I always rebels, you know, thought of her as the heart of the rebellion in some ways, like, like this yeah. idea of just like the hope yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of her as the hope, even though, I mean, technically she's not like, I mean, really Leia is the hope and, you know, 
And yeah. Kenobi is the hope. Um, but uh, Kenobi is the hope, right? And, or I guess like the, the offense yeah, hope. or only hope. Or yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I still feel like, you know, then there's that iconic scene at the end of rogue one with, with fake, uh, Leia, um, you know, saying like, it, you know, what is it? And she's like hope. And like, that's, you know, Oof. there's yeah. that like shepherd fairy stuff with her face and hope. And it's kind of great. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, I want to keep going back to this Kennedy, um, thing because there was a lot of like she said nothing and a lot at the same time um but you know she was just like you know they asked her what are you most excited for you know with all these new you know titles like she was going to pick one but she said you know um she said variety she's like i'm very excited about the variety of different stories we're going to do um she said that she's very excited about people who are having fun making star Wars, you know, echoing the vanity fair sort of talking points. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But she said uh, multiple times, she said star Wars can give hope and optimism in trying times. Yeah. And that's what she's trying to do. So I think this will be a story about hope, you know? A, yeah. And, to be, and I felt that with the Andor trailer, like this is a feeling I haven't had yeah. with star Wars for a long time, which is sort of like the end of the rise of Skywalker attempts this, but almost like, doesn't truly get there and i will i will this, fight you on that every single time no, it does that it does, that, it does. there are more of us than them that line, no, that line no, literally makes me cry slow, every time yeah i need a slow build though i need a really slow build like if yeah. you set it you up need 12 the episodes of the sequel trilogy that ever there's a chance everyone could rally together lando's out there but his his voice mm-hmm. is garbled or distorted or whatever and like there's like you set it up earlier i would have been like there's the people will come together like people will save the galaxy and i'll be like anticipating it in this show i feel like they're doing that they're kind of doing this thing where they're setting it up very early that people are going to take a stand in this show in whatever way they can which is hold on to information you know uh sort of like make allies you know uh, uneasy allies if if it if they have to just to fight back against the empire like it's going to happen in it over you know whatever three seasons or i think it was going to be five seasons and then they cut it down to three or something like it's this sounds like an opus really it sounds like an incredible show i cannot wait yeah i know same here um you brought up the end a little while back you brought up the very end uh ben you brought up the end of rogue one yeah so that's next question. do you think this is the first star wars thing we get no lightsabers do you think we see a lightsaber in season one of Andor? Well, I will say, I think this parallels the Rebels timeline. Yeah. So there is an outside chance we get an Ezra or a Caleb mm-hmm. Doom um, cameo. Yep. Sorry, Kanan Jarrus. I, I, I yeah. prefer his real name better. So I'm always, when, you, when you're as yeah. tight with uh, Kanan as I am, he's Caleb Doom. <laughs> or just a like Doom gotta, face. I gotta imagine there's one like Imperial Grand Moff who collects sabers like Grievous or something. Like, yeah, come on, they're like there. There's got to be enough of them around that you know, especially. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, there's, a, there's always the va- after the purge. Yeah, um, yeah. there's Vader. There's always the Vader card. Yeah, yeah. I think we see a lightsaber, dude. Probably. But I think uh, you see not- someone report to the Emperor or Vader in the in the show because Emir. Yeah was at a uh, celebration did like a little talk during the the live show and did a big talk why would he not be in andor like oh, of yeah. course of course he does. he's so game he's yeah. happy to do it yeah i got really excited and, like ministry uh, of propaganda and like yuptashu like let's go 
like let's see like the other yeah. you know echelons of the they, it's not not just the military like and the moths and you know the regional governors and the, the you know all that like I, I would like to also see the strange sort of like isb you know, like i would like to see like you know other aspects of the emperor empire that you haven't seen before yeah that'd be great i mean we had that rumor before that um we were going to get some of uh, the emperor's cronies. It might actually be cool if you see a lot of the people around the emperor, and but don't see the emperor. Which is yeah, cool. yeah, that might be that might be a nice restrained sort of like take. And sort of like an homage to Star Wars, where you sort of you don't even really hear his name, I guess, or maybe you hear it right. once in in the, the you know. I would like to see like almost like propaganda or like something in the Senate or just like some silhouette of the emperor somewhere, like just just to show his his menace and power but at the same time this is i think five years after the fall of the republic and creation of the empire uh is when helping sort of like disappeared from public view right like he kind of like went in he went in and explored like r&d stuff and went in search of the secret to immortality it's written in the visual dictionary i think for the rise of skywalker Mm. um that around that time five years after he kind of disappeared into obscurity kind of from public view and left everything um to a sort of like imperial council basically and that's what you see in the new hope like you you see the imperial council which is i guess all the grand moffs you know yeah that was a lot of the moffs i mean he has a council too and that's like Masa Meda and Sate Pestic, Krenn Ballista Vani and Verge. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just have a list and I wanted to no, say that's impressive. Uh, yeah, well done. <laughs> um, you know, Sate yeah. Pestic. So hopefully, we see Pestic. other sides of the Empire. Like, that's that's all I'm asking for. Uh, I, I do love getting into the Imperial Navy. It's cool. Like, yeah. I'm into, yeah. I love it. I'm into it. I just like it. I like other stuff too. No. The aesthetics on the show are amazing. Like I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm not a fascist. I hate fascism, but boy, do I like the look of Imperial uniforms <laughs> and stormtrooper <laughs> armor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those were the three biggies, um, you know, Mandalore. We, we, we've covered a lot of Mandalore stuff. Everything's pointing towards what we thought. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're going to Mandalore and, you know, it's sort of the the secret trailer, which I'm sure we'll see either by the end of the weekend or in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, they'll probably get frustrated of trying to squash all the ones popping up yeah. online and just release it. That tends to be how these things work. I know. And it's a full it's like a full it's not a short teaser. It's like a full trailer for that yeah. um, that season. But maybe they I think one time they did make us wait like months and it was like, oh, yeah, like, here you go. And you're like, you spoiled it for yourself. Um but it ends with uh, Bo-Katan in a cave, assuming on Mandalore, with just Grogu alone. And she's like, did your, did you think your daddy was the only Mandalorian? And um, she's looking very menacing. But it did sort of like leave this sort of thing where it's like the Mandalorian, the show, could be about a different Mandalorian, um, which we've talked about. It's a, it's a long There's shot. There's no way. There's no way. Din Djarin will become no the way. Mandalore with Grogu like perched on his shoulder. And it's just like destiny. I'm sorry. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> like nothing can stop this. It's it's what's going to happen. I Although know. I think Bogotan should be Mandalore, but I mean she lost the Darksaber like twice. No. She's not worthy. She's know. clearly not worthy. Twice over. And um and you know what? Grogu's a Mandalorian. There I said it. I would like to see Sabine just like appear like appear in the show and like win regulate 
win the Darksaber from Din Djarin and be like, actually, I'm going to lead because it came to me and I gave it to Bo-Katan and like, yeah, actually, look what I'm happened. supposed to be Mandalore. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of that's, that's the story I would like to happened. see. Like, know. you know, Bo-Katan's at fault for taking it, but it, I mean, Sabine Wren's at fault for not forgiving it. You know, she earned that Darksaber more than probably a lot of owners of that Darksaber. And um, she should have, uh, she should have taken the mantle and, and done, done her job there. Um, that actually, I'm hoping she will, because I think they did announce casting for Sabine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think she will appear in Mando season three. Yeah. I think she I think will so. win the Darksaber back, and I think she will be Mandalore. Um, but if not Sabine, uh, Dinjarin. Yeah. She should definitely take a swipe at it, you know, even if it's like friendly combat, like because I, I think that makes sense for her story. How could they fight, though? Like, what would that scenario be? Uh, she blows in on thrusters and is just like, that's mine. You know, I made a mistake giving <laughs> yeah. it to, yeah. to Can I watch Ben's Star Wars? It just seems to be the like <laughs> um, most bombastic, action-packed if, Star Wars I've ever read. If the Book of Boba Fett has taught us anything, we will be watching Ben Star Wars in twenty in early twenty twenty three. Yeah, you should just ask Ben what he wants to see, and it's usually yeah, what and that's and that's what we'll get. Yeah, I appreciate that. But I kind of uh, yeah, like this. I'm, I'm wrong, more far more than that. But thank you. I have a feeling Din Djarin's going to. I I don't know. I I almost feel like he is going to refuse the call to to the end and. Part of me wonders if he, if the end of the Mandalorian is the end of him being a Mandalorian, right? Where he's just he's now just a father, right? And he's and yeah. this is not his path. Or I love the idea of Sabine being the Mandalore, and maybe he's his, her consigliere, right? Like guys, yeah. I said Boba is Conan, and then I tweeted like three weeks later, I treated Sabine as Mandalore. <laughs> and after that BTS, where they were like, we were trying to go for Conan, like Boba Boba's basically like King yeah, Conan. I was right. like, I was, was like, okay. Call? dead on and then uh yeah. and then now i'm saying sabine is mandalore and I, I after the casting news i think it was like the first thing i tweeted yeah. nice i like th- i like that call it brings it full circle and it, and it allows um, you know uh dinjarin to go on more adventures rhymes yeah. yeah it does it's just like a tone poem it rhymes it's tone poem because yeah he does not want to be a, <laughs> he doesn't want to be a leader yeah. of yes yeah. Yeah, that's the. I mean, I don't know. I, I we're what is what is Dinjarin's destiny? You know, like to be what, a father. What, what do they just supposed to hit the road? They are the sort of like vagabond duo. You know, I, uh, I think he's gonna have a club, clan. Right? That's it. I, I think we're gonna actually. Yeah. I think he's gonna have a mudhorn clan. It'll be an actual. I'd like to have start adding pieces to this cadre a little bit. I mean, nothing will ever beat Grogu and Dinjarin. But it'd be nice if, like, you know, if, you know, they have uh, Bo-Katan becomes an adversary, um, but Sabine Wren becomes an ally. And, you know, as I start rebuilding Mandalore, his his cadre, his clan grows. The Mudhorn clan grows. Yeah. What's uh, great if they, is if they do a sequel, sequel trilogy, uh, they can basically have, like, Din Djarin and Sabine, and, like, Bo-Katan, like, join up with whatever Jedi and Sith factions. And, like, they can basically do the sort of, like, stuff I love, which is Tales of the Jedi, but just do it, you know, with the aesthetic of yeah. the original trilogy and sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um. So we've talked about a lot of this. There was one thing that I found that I think that just aired, like, 15 minutes before we jumped on this call. And I wanted to share it with you. Um, it's there was a High Republic panel, and we talk about the High Republic a lot here. Um, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," because I just I adore all these authors. They were mm-hmm. all there. 
you know, Cabin Scott, uh, Charles Soule, uh, Daniel Jose Alder, uh, Claudia Gray, and Justina Ireland. Um, they were all there, plus the like two showrunners, um, uh, uh, Kristen Baver, uh, mm-hmm. who I think, yeah, you yeah, know Grant, right? Yeah, my buddy knows her, and I, I think we, we emailed back and forth, but um, yeah, and I was actually going to go to Celebration just to like, you know, just to, uh, meet a few people, but um, and it ended up not going, but yeah, hopefully in the future we can we can connect, we can have her on, we can have her talk about some of her books that she's actually released oh. a couple now, I think, which the Skywalker um uh family the 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 saga sort of that, that oh right yeah. yeah uh so, yeah she just announced that she's doing the the art of the higher public book and it has so a, cool so, so cool and um and they showed some of the art from there and there's a foreword by kathleen kennedy in that book in which she was obviously elated by awesome um and yeah so it was great and then there was also the voice actor for um for the audiobooks of uh, higher public and I'm sorry that I don't remember his name. If you want to, you want to Google that real quick. That'd be great. I'm actually surprised, Adam, you don't know his name. I do. And I, I was hoping you would. Uh, Mark. Keon Rowe. No. Just kidding. Great. He does a great Mark. Rowe. Yeah. He, but, uh, so he been... talks about making that voice. Uh, Mark Thompson. And Mark Thompson. Mark so he talks about that. They asked him, like, how did you come up with the Mark Keon Rowe voice? And by the way, his it's pronounced Mark Keon Rowe. But and it, wow. it really, it really like rankles. we got to go back and edit a few episodes. No, nope. well, it's, no, it's it's funny because like uh, it's Marcia and, and it's Sewell. Mom and... Yeah. yeah, Charles Charles Sewell Soul, which is how you pronounce his name. I just found out too, um, and I've mispronounced his name a million times. He it rankles him that people call him Marcion, and actually, uh, uh, Kristen uh, Baver actually pronounced it Marcion just to drive him nuts. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, the way how he came up with that voice, he like he like saw all the concept art and all that, but it was written in, I think probably the first book, the soul book um, that he speaks in like a whisper, like the breath, like wind on a whisper. And so he was like, Oh, that's way more terrifying. And actually when you see him do it in person and he was just talking about, he's like, leave the hand in the corner. You're like, Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's really freaky. And it was, yeah. but that's not what I wanted to talk about, about this. Um, they revealed a ton of information about phase two. And one super bomb is that phase two is going to be a prequel 150 years before what we just read. Really? Of the events of phase one. Fascinating. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be even older. And it's just like, they're like, you don't need to have, you know, read phase one to read phase two. And it's, so it's actually going back. And they they revealed all of this. Wait, can I guess what do they have to do here? Can I guess? Sure, guess. Okay. Do they have to show like like uh, the the tragedy of Malachor basically, and like why all those petrified people that kind of occurred mm. before this basically? And like this was all like, look how established and incredible we are as writers. Like, let us handle the 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 tragedy of Malachor or whatever. Or I guess before this. No, there's no Sith around, so I guess that's not right. true. Yeah, um, they didn't mention that, but um, 150 years—that's just whatever. Yeah, Four, no, it's but it's pretty significant. Years before Phantom Menace. So there's two chancellors mm. instead of one, and one is an expansionist, sort of like frontier, like we should be reaching out to the stars, and um, the and that's like a the human one, and her name is Greylark. Her last name's Greylark. 
Um, very, it looks very Victorian, sort mm. of like Victorian Wild West. And then um, there's one sort of conservative. So it's like a conservative and a liberal. And the conservative is a Quarren who's actually an outer rimmer. That's like, I love Quarren. Or here. But the thing is, the whole the whole bit is that they are opposite sides of the spectrum, but they rule together and they get along and they just like mm. they work together. They they all both believe in the common good and actually work together to get things done. Even well, though that's gonna be depressing to read. <laughs> or great, or great. Sure, or hopeful. Are you, are you telling yeah. me a galaxy can can work together and get things done? Yes. Yeah. In an, an entire in, galaxy. The oh, galaxy wow. far, far away oh. can. Um, yeah, maybe they can figure out blaster <laughs> control. Yeah. So there's all these new classes. There's a Pathfinder class. Um, so Pathfinder Jedi are a big thing because it's like mm. they don't know where they're they navigators, are. basically, right? Or they're like Wayseeker kind of like. Wait, what are the Pathfinders again? They're like navigators. No, not even they're they're just explorers, like straight up explorers, oh. and like it, it's it's it looks very Star Trek to me, just like going where no one's gone before, sort of stuff, <laughs> because the infrastructure is thinner, so there's no communication. And what they have, dude, this is like kind of the coolest thing. They have communication teams, like teams that just like communicate for people. And they have pony express droids. <laughs> droids wow. that like you put in a little ship and send them off into the galaxy to go like deliver a message. And then they bring another one back. Wait, no, what was 1000 cool. BBY like then? Yeah, uh, yeah, the I know. Dark Maybe. Ages. Yeah. yeah. By the Jedi and Sith, just like open warfare. Just, right. What was ten thousand BBY? You know, like yeah, it, it's wait, maybe they're going. The Old Republic is like just as advanced. Yeah. <laughs> wait, are we not taking into consideration like the Old Republic at all? Like the games or well, like they say like, like the techs there. Like they still have the droids that can function autonomously, and you know that lightsaber tech, and they can travel through hyperspace. Um, you know, it's just slightly more primitive. Um, so it's just wild. They can't transmit. There's no holonet. There's no sort of like. No, there's no tra uh, beacons is what they call them. There's no communication beacons. Um, that makes and, sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And then they talk. But everywhere, like I imagine the core is filled out with beacons. No. Probably. Yeah. Probably the core is. Um, That's. Yeah. yeah. Wild, right? Um, yeah, I'm excited. But the whole they, thing sounds great. Yeah, and then they have um, they they showed some characters, and then I had to go record this podcast. <laughs> um, but a couple highlights. Oh, so they do have um, Jedi. They showed some Jedi. There's one called uh, Matea and Olivia um, yeah. are like two main Jedi, and they are tasked uh, to in Jedha, and they're speaking with Grant. I'm looking at you. The convocation of the Force. <laughs> which was like the showrunners were like stop talking stop talking stop talking when he said the convocation of the force but like i think you're gonna get your like religious zealot like force religion in this grant mm. you've been wanting the church of the force convocation of the force is what they're calling it but i mean if for the yeah i mean this is i always thought just this was the power of what star wars i thought star wars always had the power to comment on religion i think i yeah. heard george say that a few times and I think it can always be more direct, and that might be interesting. Yeah. Um, also, Daniel Jose Alder created these um, their their antagonists called the Dank Grax. Grax? Wait, how many times Grax? G R A K S. Wow, they won't go to G R E X. They won't yeah. go to G R E X. That's because <laughs> they can't. They, they know can't. it's been taken. They it's know it's been taken. 
There's only, there'll only be one Grex, Grex. So <laughs> you rest safe. Grex Kondak. I mean, when, when I, 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 I think I credit you, Ben, with that last name because, like, it yeah. was the last name after we were just like, pouring <laughs> over these these lists of their ideas in our heads, and I was just like, Kondak. Yeah, Grex. Yeah, I had Grex too because it was an Earl Grey that I got. Yeah, they made the Y. They extended one thing, and so yes. it like Grex. <laughs> And it was right. like Earl Grex, and I was like, we should make him Earl Grex contact. That would actually be <laughs> appropriate. Um, but uh, yeah, that's good times. Uh, yeah, it's... so that's that's there. But they, the funniest thing was that um, they had just shown all this like amazing concept art for the book, but apparently um, Daniel Jose Alder was supposed to submit the dank Grex um, for for concept art, and he forgot, and so he drew his own concept art. <laughs> and it was kind of amazing. <laughs> worth looking. I, like, and of course they're making fun of him, but it was actually really good. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Like, not you know, it, it was like it was rough, but um, I don't know. It was like, yeah, like if you put a cat in a, you know, in an electrical socket, that's like kind of what all his characters look like. But uh, yeah, it was cool. So, anyways, the yeah, Hyrule like, like is going to be. You lit. made up a couple other names that night. Oh yeah, <laughs> Taz. Was- one was Taz Morkbile. That's <laughs> right. I think is the greatest comment. name I've ever heard. <laughs> then another one was like Cube Nusi or something. Oh, <laughs> Cube yeah. Nusi, and it was that was incredible. Yeah, um, we're we're here, Pablo. If you need, if you need, yeah, guys to come make up. a name. Taz Morkbile with sports. We were gonna have a whole. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Someday we might I, have a sports segment if this yeah. if was slow news week. We have to do a sports segment. I have to say, just back to the higher public for a second. It's it's just amazing. Or wild that this is what they're doing because they left it on such a huge cliffhanger, like yeah, yeah. like phase Wait, one. They have to explain the sort of like the the creatures, right? Like the name the creatures, the fact that they're cut off, like they're cut off from each other. There's a whole sector of the universe or of the galaxy that they can't get right, to Starlight anymore. Beacon just fell into the direction. Yeah. Um, Jedi were lost in that. Yeah. Uh, Stellan Geos possibly still alive with bandages. Oh. Oh, that was the other thing is they were just like they were they blamed everything on Kevin because he wrote the the recent book. But there was a lot of like shade thrown at themselves for killing off. They're like for killing off so many characters <laughs> in the last thing. And they were, you know, wishy washy on Burry and Buriaga. So he might be alive. He's alive. But they were like they yeah. were joking and like the host. It was, you know, hosted by uh, Kirsten, not Kristen. I haven't watched the show yet, but I'm going to start immediately. Uh, the the host of the High Republic show, yeah, uh, she was adorable and knowledgeable, and I want to watch that show now. But she was like, yeah, I just Ariel, cried. I think, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, but yeah, she was just like, I kept crying. Like, why'd you kill off the like your first favorite character, your second favorite character, and your third mm-hmm. favorite character? We killed them all. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. So I was trying to figure like. I always thought if you were going to go back and explore the Jedi, you almost need to comment on, you know, the original, the the prequels and the original trilogy and sort of like why the Jedi are the way they are at that time, like later. And I almost think you don't need to do it with so many Jedi. Like you could just do it with like a few, you know, like almost like you could just focus on master and apprentice relationships and have like a few stories with with you know, a, uh, a few different sets of master and apprentice and you could get a lot out of that and they could explore yeah. mysteries of the force and Exegol and all this kind of stuff. And 
uh, what the emperor would have been hunting for and all those kind of things and do it very slow and sort of like just uh, at least comment on where Palpatine's interests lie. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Instead, you instead you got like crazy amounts of world building. You got mm -hmm. crazy amounts of world building. It's not just like a few Jedi we're working with. It's like gallivanting parties of Jedi in the comics, in the novels, um, duos, trios. You know, like huge amounts of Jedi were explored in these these books, and um, I loved it. I'm a fan. I would like to see as many Jedi as possible, but I almost like don't serve me and my want of. Yeah. Well, Jedi. they may have to serve your want in phase three if they go forward again in time because there's not that many Jedi left. Yeah, it's right. kind of interesting because it may line up with Acolyte, which we know is a forward jump in time. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they talked about it. And, you know, this mm-hmm. is a place for experimentation. But they um, they talked about like how, you know, things that happened 150 years prior do affect what happened later. And it's like understanding history is a context. And they also said, you know, we killed off these characters to make this to develop the surviving characters in a more natural way. And then, yeah. you know, you have to kill off the beloved characters to really push exactly like what you're saying, Grant, the like core characters stories further I just, give yeah. them more context to give them something to sort of reflect upon. So, yeah, they called the herd. Isn't the yeah. ultimate drama, though, like saber, like multiple, like saber on saber combat? Isn't that the ultimate yeah. drama in Star Wars? Like, yeah, the Jedi, yeah. the Sith ignites, the Jedi ignites, they do battle, they exchange philosophy, one kills the other. Like, that's all I want to see in Star Wars. And it's sort of like, I am hoping that they let these authors explore that. Like, I'm hoping that at some point we can go back even further than just, you know, 450 years and get to like, some of the action I've been looking for for a long time, which is just Jedi and Sith open warfare, like all that kind of stuff. Like that's, that's what I want. Well, hopefully we get that someday. You know what? We kind of did get it. And, um, they, in, and they mentioned it, which I, I had forgotten. Um, and that was in visions and they were saying they were very motivated by visions. And I think one of the concept artists, I'm, if I get this wrong, I'm so sorry. I think it was Ming Yoon, um, for the, uh, for the duo, but they were saying like that was sort of, that's the spirit of where they're heading now, mm. where it's just like a master and an apprentice out in this like, yes. you know, the galaxy sort of on their own. There's no there's no cavalry coming. There's no army. You're just, you know, out there and you're creating these really tight bonds between yeah. master and apprentice. And, you know, you run into all sorts of evil out there, Grant. So I think, you know. I remember. Was it called Master and Apprentice? Was the name of that one episode? I, maybe I could. I know. Wasn't there one that was like the it. ancient? Well, my favorite one was like the ancient or something like that. It was oh, like maybe. James James Hong one where he's the, yeah, yeah. That was and it was like that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so good. That one was so good. And I was like, was. they get away with basically like Sith on Jedi combat, and it's all just a dream. And I was like fine with me I'm, I'll, yeah, yeah that's usually like that's usually the weakest ending for any any sort of you know story i i but for that i was like here's a pass like this is yeah. the action i'm looking Agreed. for in Star right. Wars. i don't care right yeah. exactly i love um, it so they get it and but it's you know it's i think you got to do your time developing characters developing a whole era um and that's sort of you know what we got to start and now i think they can just sort of play a little bit oh, it's um, called the elder i believe the elder yeah um yeah but uh it's just, yeah just fantastic stuff um and you know that actually also speaks and this is the last 
um, Kathleen Kennedy quote I'll pull, but um, yeah, she says, you know, you know, this is, she's been able, like with TV, they've been able to do a deep dive with characters. She's like, you know, she's appreciated that, but also to experiment. Um, she's like experiment across timelines. She wants to inform what becomes before. I was like, say it, say it. This is our line, right? <laughs> but also surprise us further down the timeline. Yeah. Um, and she says it's 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 persistent storytelling as opposed to trilogies. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was great. And it's and their you know differentiation is is hope and optimism, and that's that's what they're doing. They're experimenting. They're playing within the timeline. They're looking for variety. These are all the keywords that I pulled out of what she's saying as far as the future yeah. goes. And it's going to be the past and it's going to be all along the timeline. And it's not necessarily going to be these long arcs anymore, even though in theory, in, I mean, in, in practice, actually, we're getting much longer timelines and much more content out of out of video on demand than we ever did with features. I mean, we all love a good feature and like a feature trilogy, but. Um, there's so much content, especially yeah. 12 episodes. Gone. The streaming wars have. Yeah. Well, there. This is. I mean, for me, this is my. This is my most valuable streaming source is Disney Plus because Agreed. I get to yeah. have all these wonderful Star Wars stories, and soon I'll have some time to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do what feels right, of course. Ah, oh, it's my favorite Obi Wan line. I love it's that so, great. so much. It's, it's such <laughs> passive aggressive. It's a line to live by. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, awesome. Well, this has already gone about a half hour longer than I thought it would. Um, but this is, you know, we got a big Thursday here and who knows? Yeah. What we, well, we know one thing we're going to get tomorrow and that's going to be two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, I can't even begin. <laughs> Guys, to, I'm yeah. Shaking. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm going to go through and, a work whirlwind and then I'm coming home and putting yeah. on my like grow. <laughs> Grogu jammies. Yes. And, <laughs> and, Please take a photo uh, and post it to our Insta. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and yeah, we're on. So we're with you all weekend um, yeah. for coverage and talking about Star Wars. Hope you're all as excited as we are. We'll definitely um, have some more celebration coverage throughout because there's so much that they still haven't talked about. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Bad Batch? Like, are we going to Bad Batch? Bad Ahsoka? Yeah. 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 There's... There's there will be more. Um, yeah. So thanks very much for uh, listening to us. Um, stick with us tomorrow. Uh, enjoy Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, as always, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. Yeah.